Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right. Thanks, Scott Shannon. And thanks to all of you for being with us. Toll free. Our number is 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, I'll tell you what, this is going to be an interesting week. I don't know. I've been trying hard to get the information, but I haven't gotten it down pat yet. Um, on Wednesday at 9 a.m., Congressman James Comer uh, of the House uh, Reform, Government Reform and Oversight Committee uh, has now uh, put out word uh, to the Biden Justice Department as of yesterday to hold off on any Hunter Biden indictment until he is able to make evidence public on Wednesday. Now, I, I got very suspicious. If you recall, all of a sudden we heard about an IRS whistleblower. Remember? IRS whistleblower. Then all of a sudden behind that was the issue of, well, did Merrick Garland, he has since denied it, did he lie before Congress on the issue of Hunter Biden? Okay, put that off to the side for a second here. Um, then we heard last week that there was likely, potentially, information. Charles Grassley and James Comer write a letter uh, demanding uh, information from the DOJ and the FBI regarding Joe Biden that they may have had since, what, 2018-ish or so that would directly implicate President Joe Biden and whether or not he performed public acts in exchange for money. That would be basically they're accusing him of bribery. So um, we have not gotten that evidence yet either. So th this is all getting very interesting to watch unfold here. So Comer's urging the DOJ, Biden's uh, Justice Department, to hold off on any Hunter ind indictment. Now, all of a sudden, once that IRS whistleblower came out, then all of a sudden the chatter got very, very loud that the arrest indictment of Hunter Biden was imminent. So James Comer says he will disclose, quote, specific Biden family bank records in this press conference on Wednesday, which he believes could indicate uh, alleged bribery from foreign adversaries. I mean, that that is pretty, pretty damning. I've got the press release here. The Oversight Committee is investigating the Biden's family's influence peddling enterprise to determine if the Biden family has been targeted by foreign actors if President Biden is compromised and if there is a national security threat, the committee has already obtained thousands of pages of financial records related to the Biden family and their associates' transactions. And recently, the committee revealed one deal that resulted in several members of the Biden family and their companies receiving over $1 million and more than 15 incremental payments from a Chinese company through a third party. 
So there's there's a lot going on here. Now, look, Comer's putting his he's putting it all on the line here by saying this to, to the DOJ. Now, don't expect the media mob to to care one whit about any of this because you know all things. It's the Biden protection program that you know will remain in effect until the election in November of 2024. But for him to urge the DOJ to hold on any potential Hunter Biden indictment until after Republicans have this press conference and, and unveil additional details surrounding the Biden family syndicate and their business dealings, Comer warned officials to wait to charge the first son until they hear from congressional leaders arguing that the possible indictment could be just a slap on the wrist compared to their upcoming revelations. So my quote, my message to the Department of Justice is very loud and very clear. Do not indict Hunter Biden before Wednesday. He said this on uh, Maria Bartiromo's show, Sunday Morning Futures. Quote, when you have the opportunity to see the evidence that the House Oversight Committee will produce with respect to the web of LLCs, we just learned this in the last week and a half, with respect to the number of adversarial countries that the family influence peddled in, and this is not just about the president's son, this is, this is about the entire Biden family, including the president of the United States. He's saying that. So we believe that there are a whole lot of tips that the IRS and the DOJ do not know about because we don't believe they've done a whole lot of digging into this, and we have. That's a pretty deep, profound statement. So, you know, if you go back, you have a former federal prosecutor, this was late last week, brought forward a bribery allegation involving Joe Biden and an unnamed foreign national back from 2018. Uh, This is when he was, uh, you know, president a full two years before the charges were brought uh, by this whistleblower. They're now speaking to the House Oversight Committee, Bud Cummins, a federal prosecutor, Uh, made the accusation to the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York, Jeff uh, Berman, back on October 4th, 2018, dating to Biden's term as vice president, uh, according to interviews and documents obtained by justthenews.com. And he wrote that Berman, he wrote Berman an email claiming to have the evidence that President Biden exercised influence to protect his son Hunter's Ukrainian employers in exchange for payments to both father and son, as well as Hunter's friend and business partner, Devin Archer. Cummins claimed that the Ukrainian prosecutor at the time, Lutsenko is his name, had wanted to go uh, to the U.S. to meet him and could give Berman two anonymous witnesses to back up the allegations. Quote, I can't really imagine a legitimate reason for the DOJ not to follow up on an offer like that. I felt it was stonewalling. And uh, so th- this this is all getting very interesting here. You know, so Comer saying if you go forward with these, the low, I've been calling it the low hanging fruit because I don't believe they want to get to the bottom of this. But Joe Biden's bribery allegations were brought to the DOJ in 2018, two years before charges were brought by a whistleblower now speaking to the House Oversight Committee. So, you know, that's going to raise a lot of questions about who knew what and when. What did Joe know? When did he know it? Did Joe, how much money did they do in business with our foreign adversaries? Our number one geopolitical foe, China. Number two geopolitical foe, Russia. Now it explains a lot about Joe Biden leveraging that billion dollars. Everyone cared about a quid pro quo, but Joe saying you're not getting a billion U.S. dollars in Ukraine 
unless you fire the prosecutor. Prosecutor was investigating uh, not only Burisma, the company paying Hunter Biden, but they were inve- investigating Hunter. And they gave the, he gave them six hours, leveraged one billion U.S. tax dollars to fire the guy. They son of a bee, they fired him and they got their billion dollars. What are they supposed to do at that point? They needed the money desperately. Um, now, John Solomon has uncovered even more evidence at least five years ago that the Justice Department decided to look the other way on all of this. New York Post pointed out as well ex- explosive bribery allegations involving Biden and foreign nationals brought to the DOJ as early as 2018. That's two years before similar allegations were made against the president by the whistleblower. So the whistleblower in the IRS case is initiating now the, the tax charges that we've been hearing, the rumblings of which we've been hearing now for weeks. And, you know, what what is the net fallout of this going to be? I don't know. I really I have no idea. Can't tell. I, I don't have a crystal ball, but it's it's getting interesting. That's for sure. Uh, White House advisors apparently now are clashing, according to Axios, with Hunter Biden's legal team. And I'm not sure I'm buying all these reports today that are claiming that Joe Biden's advisors are at odds with Hunter's legal team. I'm not sure I buy that at all. But uh, Axios is reporting the top aides to the president clashing with Hunter Biden's team over strategies for dealing with the legal battles uh, and Republicans attacks that surround the president's son. Uh, The tensions led Hunter without involving the president's top aides to hire Abby Lowell. Now, let me pause right here. I don't know how many of you know the name Abby Lowell. There are like five amazing lawyers in Washington, D.C. I happen to have one of them as my lawyer. Uh, And Abby is on that list. There are not many amazing lawyers in Washington, D.C. The people that really look, put it this way. He got John Edwards off. He got off uh, Senator Menendez. Uh, He's a real lawyer, serious lawyer. And he's good at his job. And that's just the fact. Now, Miranda Devine had a lot of interesting uh, stories and side sidebars that I think we need to pay attention to. Uh, one being Biden is setting the stage for pardoning Hunter, which is pretty interesting as he frames uh, potential DOJ charges as a political witch hunt. <laughs> oh, OK. Uh, what's next? They're going to pardon the whole Biden family. Then Miranda points out in the New York Post that Hunter Biden's ex-business partner, Devin Archer, he has one more shot before going to jail, then he's going to be locked up, urged to spill the Biden dirt so he can avoid prison, which I believe every second of it, Hunter's pal is in a panic. Uh, Miranda writes that as Hunter Biden faces a potential criminal indictment this week, his former best friend, Devin Archer, will make his last bid to avoid jail tomorrow, Tuesday, when his appeal is heard in a courtroom in lower uh, Manhattan in New York City. As he grows increasingly despondent, friends with knowledge of Hunter's thinking uh, are telling Archer to accept that the Bidens have thrown him under the bus and that a last-minute presidential pardon has been ruled out. They have urged him to save himself by using the only currency that he has left, and that would be his knowledge of the Biden family influence peddling scheme for which he had a front row seat for four years during Joe Biden's vice presidency. Then it talks about the the White House meet and greets and, you know, the big lie that Joe Biden said during the election. Well, there were actually two big lies. One was I never one time spoke with Hunter 
about his foreign business dealings. Yeah, that was a lie. Uh, then, of course, uh, he met with a lot of these people. I mean, th- this is now really, really serious. The other big lie, of course, is, you know, former CIA chief Mike Morrell telling Congress, you know, who wrote the ex-spy letter dismissing the post-Hunter Biden laptop reports. And then, of course, that effort led up by Tony Winken Blinken. Uh, apparently that uh, she's reporting that it misled the people that signed that, the 51 Intel officials, by saying he'd clear it with the agency, with none of which they did. Now, on the issue of FoxNews.com reporting that Biden is setting the stage for, huntering, uh, for pardoning Hunter as, they, as he frames potential DOJ charges, uh, what is the political fallout of that going to be? I don't know. But if you remember at the end of the Trump presidency, there was a lot of talk about Trump potentially pardoning himself and pardoning all of his family. And, and maybe in retrospect, they should have done that. I don't know. So we'll see. But these bribery charges are clear and they're not mincing words in what they say that they believe the DOJ and the FBI has. They are saying that they have a whistleblower that, in fact, is saying with, with that is credible and saying with certainty that the DOJ and FBI are in possession of information that Joe Biden personally benefited financially for actions that he took as vice president. Well, I think one of them could be Ukraine. You're not getting a billion dollars until you fire the prosecutor. Who's the prosecutor? He's the one investigating Burisma and Hunter Biden. And Hunter Biden admits on GMA he had no experience with Ukraine, no experience in energy, oil, gas, or coal. Well, why are they paying you all this money? ABC asked them. I don't know. Maybe could it be because of your father? Probably. Probably. I mean... How many other Americans would like that? Anyway, so uh, we're going to watch all of this very, very close, closely as the, as the week unfolds here. So we start off with a pretty interesting week, I'll tell you that. And by the way, this is not the first bribe allegation against Joe Biden. You may not know this. Um, you know, Cummins, the former federal prosecutor, first reported the bribery allegations of then New York attorney Jeff Berman in October of 2018 in an email claiming he had evidence that Joe Biden exercised influence to protect his son's Ukrainian employer in exchange for payments to Hunter Biden, Devin Archer, and Joe Biden. That's what they're saying. So there's a lot of layers to this. It's going to get interesting as the days unfold, as this week unfolds. I'll tell you that. Uh, 800-941-SEAN, our number, if you want to be a part of the program, we'll update you on the tragic shooting in Texas over the weekend. Uh, John Solomon has more breaking news on these very issues we're talking about. We'll look at the legal angle with uh, Greg Jarrett as well. Um, Look, Mother's Day sale. Mother's Day is now what? Sunday. I can't believe Mother's Day is that fast. Anyway, uh, one thing, you don't have to go to a surgeon to look your best. You know why? Because there's Chamonix. There's Genucel out there. Claire writes us, I love Genucel. My skin feels so good, tighter, younger, with a more even tone, and I've only used it for a week. Please take my advice and take a before picture, meaning before you use Genucel products. Right now, you can save over 70% off Genucel's most popular package. When you go to Genucel.com slash Sean during their Mother's Day sale, Linda loves every part of Genucel. I do, and I love that it's direct. It works great. It does exactly what it says it's going to do every single time. I would not use anything else. 
70% off GenuCell's most popular package. That includes their Ultra Retinol and Dark Spot Corrector. Anyway, you'll also get a complimentary Spa Essentials box and upgraded to uh, priority shipping. You still have time to get it for Mom for Mother's Day. Go to GenuCell.com slash Sean. GenuCell.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. 